Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Obaluski. Happy New Year, John. How are you? Jim, I'm good. It's so good to see you and uh, always nice to chat with you before we start uh, recording and just catching up with this. So I'm doing great. I'm excited about uh, 2021. Right. Same here. I, and I, I, you know, speaking of, of years, today's, you know, kind of the course that we're set on is, is your reflections on 2020. And I, I, it's funny, I remember looking at 2020, you know, the 2020 vision, we're going to do this in 2020. I think, first of all, people are relieved that 2020 is now in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Not, not out the windshield. But secondly, I, what, a, what an extraordinary year of change, of challenge, mm-hmm. of transition. Um, it really is a goldmine. And I, I think we can, be, we can make big mistakes by saying, well, let, we just can't wait for things to go back to normal. Or right. say, well, what did we really learn? And what, what might the new normal look like? So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say. So lead us on. So Jim, I think uh, it's not hyperbole to say that 2020 was the toughest year ever for most of us and most of those who are listening today. Yeah. Um, and yet at the same time, probably the year most of us learn more than we ever have. Yeah. Um, and so at the beginning of a new year, I, I have this practice, this mm-hmm. habit, I guess you call it, of yeah. reflecting on the year that just uh, ended and identifying the top three lessons the year prior has taught me. And right. so I'd, that's kind of where I'd like to go uh, in our, our discussion, our conversation today. And, and let me just confess that narrow, narrowing down the lessons <laughs> that I learned in 2020 to just three was super challenging. Right, right. Yeah, this is, this is the first three, part, part uh, one of 17, right? It, uh, it could be. It really could be, yeah. Could so give be. us number one. What was the yeah. number, when you say the number one thing I learned, in 2020, what was it? That the ministry I lead isn't mine. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I, I get a picture when you say that, but what do you mean specifically yeah. by that? So it, it, it belongs to God, ultimately. It belongs yeah. to God. It, and, and it, you know, Jim, it never was mine to begin with. Right. But the uncertainty of 2020 brought that home to me. Yeah. And, and... And I've learned, I think I've learned a deep lesson. I think this is a deep lesson. Maybe it is just for me. But Converge Coaching is going to grow to the size God wants it to. And to a size that's safe for me and for my team. Um, And safe means safe for our mental and emotional health. Uh, Safe for our marriages. Uh, Safe for our relationship with God. Yeah. Um, it's still my responsibility. It's still your responsibility to plant seeds and to water and to be right. diligent, uh, to work hard, to work smart, but it's ultimately God's responsibility to make those seeds do something, uh, to bring, uh, yeah. fruit forward. And, and, and it sounds almost like a well done lesson, but for me, Jim, it was a huge yeah. lesson for me. Yeah. Well, it, it is a well done <clears throat> lesson un- until 2020. And then the rubber met the road. It, it either is, and you can sleep at night, or yeah. it isn't, and you're not sleeping at night. 
right. And that, that revelation that I really am, I really am in his hands. This really is in his hands. I really am a yeah. steward of his resource, his timing. Um, it's, it's, uh, there's great liberty in that knowledge or a great bondage outside of that knowledge right. in 2020. And, and it's, it's so interesting in a year, Jim, where there wasn't a lot of peace externally. Right. Yeah. I had more peace about Converge Coaching in 2020 than any year prior. Yeah. And I think the big contributor to it was, was that understanding that, man, this is just not my thing. It's not about John Opelouski. It's not mine. It is God's. And I can trust him with it. He's yeah. not going to fumble the ball. He's not going to, he's going to handle it with great care. Right. Right. I love that. And, and I hope that as people look into 2021, they hear those words. If, if you didn't have that in your heart in 2020, you've paid the price by now. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you know, the only thing that happened on January 1st, you know, we're, we're well into January now, but the only thing that happened on January 1st uh, that wasn't there December 31st is that there's a new calendar date. Right. There, there's a lot of the issues still exist. So it, it isn't too late. To, this is not just a rearview mirror thing. This is looking out the windshield still. There's still a lot of issues that if you face them with faith, you, you just face a very different set of questions than if you face them all by yourself. Right. And I think, uh, I think the mental and emotional health of leaders across the board, Jim, would yeah. improve greatly hmm. if we just came to that conclusion that this baby doesn't belong to me. Yeah. And, it can yeah. be tr and I can trust God to take good care of it. I'll do my part. He will definitely do his part. So right. that, that, was a, that was a huge thing that I learned yeah. in 2020. I hope they heard that you, you can till the earth, you can plant the seed, you can choose the crop, but it's God that makes it rain. That's right. And, and you just, there's nothing in it. I never met a, a, a farmer that didn't have better, greater faith than my own. And I think that's why. There's certain things that only God can do. And they spent their entire life trusting God to do those things. Right. And they, they just face times like this differently. Yeah. What's, what's the second one of all the things you learned in 2020? Here's the second one, Jim. I have nothing to prove. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Uh, well, can I just say it again? Because it feels so liberating to say it. <laughs> I have, I have nothing to prove. And, and I don't mean that in a cocky, yeah. um, I don't care what anybody thinks kind of way. Right. I, I don't mean it like that. It, it's, I don't mean it like some sort of whatever will be, will be fatalism, right. uh, type of thing. Um, I don't mean that at all. Here's what I mean is that I don't have to try to impress you with mm -hmm. my gifts, with my accomplishments, mm -hmm. uh, or with anything else uh, for that matter. Wow. I only need to be the best version of who God made me to be. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, Jim, I've had moments in the past where I've latched onto that, mm -hmm. and then I've lost it <laughs> for some reason. Yeah. But it seems like in 2020, the Lord allowed me to just get comfortable with how he's put me together and that I don't have to give my resume every time I meet somebody. Yeah. I, I'm tempted to do that, Jim, when I meet somebody of stature, you know, somebody who um, would be, you know, coined a big hitter, you know, or... Right. Right. You know, somebody who I think, you know, if they became my friend, 
somehow it would help us grow the ministry. I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. That yeah. I don't have to impress you. I don't have to. And, and again, that doesn't mean when I meet you, I'm sloppy or I, I don't, I'm not thoughtful about what I say or how I behave, but I don't have to try to paint a picture of myself that isn't accurate. Right. I don't have to impress you. I have nothing to prove. Yeah. Isn't that amazing how many times Jesus did something really miraculous and told people, now don't tell anybody I did that. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there almost is a, a glory in anonymity. There's a glory in the miracle, not, and he was trying to point at, you know, my father's awesome. And I'm, I'm here to show you how to live. So right. if at the end they say, wow, John's awesome, you, you've missed the lesson. The point of it is God is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you talk about, you know, important friends that might be able to help you in life. I think one of the, one of the things that important people have, have in common is a suspicion of people that, that do present their resumes in their opening paragraph. Mm. They, they know right away, this guy's not really interested in me. My, my wife is friends with someone who is a, a multimillionaire, even billionaire. And, and what's funny is the thing they have in common is there were seasons of their life they didn't know who they could trust. They didn't know, mm-hmm. are you my friend because I'm the pastor's wife? Or are you my yeah. friend because I'm wealthy? Are you my friend because of what I can do for you? Yes. And, and that was the thing that actually gave them peace with each other is we are so accustomed to people treating us in a way we don't know why they're treating us this way. And, and there was a mm-hmm. distrust that created an isolation that created a loneliness. Right. And uh, it's funny that they had that in common. So what does a pastor's wife and a, a billionaire have in common? It sounds like a joke, like, you know, yeah. the Pope walks into a bar. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, the answer is nothing but this one thing. They, yeah. they found refuge in, in the sincerity of that relationship. You know? and, and it's interesting, Jim, that when I lay that down, when I lay down that desire to impress you mm-hmm. or prove something to you, it's almost as if, there's no defensiveness then. There's much more openness in the relationship. And the truth is, is that doors have opened to us in 2020 right. that are surprising doors. There are wonderful doors yeah. Yeah. with some of these individuals that in the past, I would, I would think, I've got to impress this guy. I've got to, I've got to make him think I'm something special. And when I was just myself, how God created me, put me together. It seemed like it was disarming in a way, and and almost as if there was trust almost right out of the gate. Yeah, does that make sense? It does. Yeah, it, I I think another way to put it is God will never give you grace to be something He didn't create you to be. God yeah. will never bless your imitation of somebody else. Right. So the blessings of the Lord rest in being who God made us to be, and, yeah. and that's. Yeah. The third thing, because our time is, is kind of starting to run short, believe it or not. What's, what's your thought on, on the third thing? So the third most important thing I learned in 2020 is that God is shaking his church. Yeah. Um, I'd like to read you an entry from my journal, Jim, back in July of uh, 2020. I hope that's okay. It, Please, it's, a yeah. short, it's a short entry. Yeah. So here's what I wrote. I wrote a prayer to the Lord. I said, Lord, as I think about where our country is and where it's heading, I feel anxious. At times, I feel hopeless. I wonder if we are living in the last days. Hmm. Father, I need your perspective. Above all of the loud voices shouting right now, help me to hear your voice, to locate peace, and to understand as much as possible the view from heaven. Hmm. So I wrote that in my journal. 
And then after writing that, Jim, I, I, I paused and I just waited for a few minutes mm. to listen to see if God might respond to that. Yeah. And it didn't take very long. Here's what I heard in my spirit. Uh, John, I am shaking my church. Mm. The consumers, the pretenders, and the rebellious are being pruned away. I have divine purpose in what I'm allowing to happen. And, and Jim, amazingly, after hearing that from the Lord, I, even though that wasn't really great news in a sense, you know, there was some negative, there's some, some seriousness to that response. Yeah, very sober. There was a tremendous amount of peace yeah. that came to my heart. God, yeah. God is pruning away consumers, pretenders, and rebels. And I think that what remains will be much easier to pastor. Right, right. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but I, I just have this sense that people who are rebellious, who are consumers, who are pretenders consume yeah. uh, a disproportionate amount of a pastor's time and energy and thought life. So I, I'd like I, to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think I can prove your, your hypothesis in a micro form, and that is that what, what day is better at church as far as the kingdom advancing, as far as uh, engagement, as far as a sense that we're all in unity in one spirit and one accord? Is it Christmas Eve, Easter, the, the big outreach? Or is it the snow day when only the people that drive an hour through the blizzard, you know, the guy in the subdivision behind the church can't make it, it's too dangerous. But the widow that, that lives half an hour away, that she left an hour early to get here, those days, the spirit, in my, in my experience, the spirit moves better during blizzards than he does during, you know, big pageant days. Now, I'm not saying people don't get saved, but I'm saying that when, when the church shows up, and I, I like that word consumer because we have been tempted for the last 50 years to create a mega church. The word mega is never used to describe the church in scripture. And I, and I, I have nothing against large or small. I, I think the size is irrelevant. But the church is a very definable thing, and mega would be a, a wrong descriptor uh, of what God means when he says church. So I, I look at, I, I, if church is a product to be consumed, then what have we made the average attender but yeah. a consumer? And a consumer right. has to be pleased, and a consumer has to be tickled, and a consumer has to be, or they, or they go consume something else somewhere else. Yeah. So, and I, I understand the model of being seeker sensitive. I understand I, but this is, that isn't, it's observational, by no means critical of any strategy to be lost but i i would just say that i i like you're saying i think i think church is going to be better because of the blizzard than, yeah. it, than it has been because of the pageant um because the church the capital c church will come to capital c congregation that will i think worship is going to be better even though the music may not be as good i, mm. I think the sermon is going to be better received even though the sermon may not be better mm. um, because the god's people are just it's real now it's yeah. It's not what good people do. It's not the American tradition. You're there to love on Jesus or find him or you're not. And there's no, yeah. reason, there's no reason to go anymore. It, it doesn't make you a good person or a bad person if you don't go. So yeah. I, I agree completely. Yeah. Hmm. So the three things for, uh, for 2020, I, I am curious, you know, people can leave their comments. I know on, yeah. on the YouTube channel here, I, I, I'm curious what their observations might be. I think there'd be some good conversation. Like yeah, I said, love to hear three, it. out of the 300, you could have, yeah. um, but those are solid. So once again, it's just good, man. It's just good to sit at the city gates 
I don't mean to call you an elder uh, chronologically, but with, with wisdom. And we're grateful for your, your insights and your input into our lives, John. So God bless you and God bless our listener. Uh, if yeah. you are here today and you're like, I, I would love to talk more. Um, my, my takeaways from 2020 is I don't know that I'm going to be in ministry in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or your takeaway is it's really, it, it's not gotten better. It's good calendar change. My circumstances haven't. My right. church is well, my marriage is struggling, whatever that is. This is not a counseling ministry, but if you need counseling, we're going to help you. We're, it's a ministry that provides a lot of counsel, though, though it's not a counseling ministry. The wisdom uh, of John and the other parts of, of Converge are here at your disposal. And John, if they wanted to get a hold of you just to have a conversation about maybe how you might be able to serve them and Converge can serve them in 2021, how would they do that? Best way is to go to our website, convergecoach.com, Jim. And, uh, click on the contact us link and that starts the conversation uh, with us. It's uh, the first 30 minutes are just free and um, no obligation to us. And uh, we have a, a great team here. And so I'm not always the one helping. Uh, we've got some really talented individuals uh, that serve on our team. And so we, we place people with the people we think will help them the most. And uh, so that's how, that's how uh, you can reach to us if you would like to begin a conversation. Easy breezy. Yep. So thank you, John, for your time. God bless you. And uh, we're continually, daily, always to pray for you as you continue to lead from home.